Hello, and welcome to Zig When They Zag, a podcast for business leaders obsessed with growth. There's more than one kind of digital marketing approach. While most companies will benefit from brand building activities, not all businesses are a great fit for digital lead generation. In this episode, Kevin and I discuss the differences between the two styles of digital marketing campaigns, and we talk about when lead generation should be considered an option. Enjoy! Jessica. Hi. Oh Good my gosh. To see ya. So great to be back doing Sig When They Zag, Hot Dog Marketing's blogcast slash podcast about yeah. marketing leadership and whatever else it is we talk about. Oh yeah. <laughs> marketing leadership and whatever else we talk about. That's the summary on the Apple podcast screen. You nailed it. That's it. That's, uh, that's why I don't do the writing here. Um, <laughs> Today, as we continue in our, not series, but kind of theme of talking about kind of strategic marketing, and we talked about goals last time, uh, what I'd really love to talk about uh, is something that we have distinguished here in terms of how we even organize our services. As we talk about client goals, we either categorize the goal of brand building Mm -hmm. versus lead generation. That's right. And I'd love if we could just talk about kind of what those things are, why they're important, and really what the implications are in terms of marketing. So if you don't mind, why don't you tell us what brand building is? Sure. I think, um, (laughs) yeah, brand building is um, making sure that a consistent message and consistent positioning of a company is put out in different channels in front of the right audience, right? In a consistent and ongoing manner. And for us, brand building is a majority of what we do when we manage social media, um, when we're doing email communication and uh, drip campaigns for clients. A lot of it is just brand building. A lot of our clients come to us because they haven't done any marketing yet. And so they're not even sure if the story they've told their customers that have bought from them is even accurate, right? There's always a little bit of a feeling that there's a disconnect. And so they haven't nailed that positioning and messaging and they've never proliferated it across media. So um, that's what a lot of our work ends up being is building these great websites, nailing the messaging, the positioning, the design and the look of it. And then making sure that across all platforms in a very consistent manner, we're telling the story of that company to the right audience and building up their reputation. And I like to say relevancy too, because a lot of what we do online is trying to make our clients the most relevant choice and that it affects their SEO, it affects their ability to close deals faster, it builds trust faster, all of those things. Um, So a lot of our clients fall into brand building. Yeah. And I think where it gets tricky is if we do a brand building campaign for a company who's never marketed before, it might've been around for 40 years, but it's their first year to be on the internet, (laughs) like in any real way. They go, oh, but I want leads. And so like, well, we need to discuss the difference between a brand building campaign and a lead generation campaign. So I think that's why we're having this conversation because it comes up often. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I really like that introduction. I think brand building to me, I think about if I found out that a company was going to make a show about my life. Yeah. Right? All of these questions come to mind. 
who's going to play me? What's the story? What's the, what are the sets? Like what's all the way down to like, what cameras are they going to use? What's the, the filming style going to be? Who's going to play my beautiful wife? She should probably just play herself because there's literally no one beautiful enough to play her. Love you, honey. But <laughs> then it's easy for me to think about like, okay, is my life going to be a PBS show? Like, you know, community broadcast, go in, pitch them on the show of my life. They have mm-hmm. two types of cameras. They have an antiquated, you know, set and props and all that. Or is it going to be a Netflix production, right? Is it going to be an Amazon uh, production where they're really doing well and thinking about how the story is being told, both through the script, right, the messaging, but also mm-hmm. through all of the other elements in terms of the visual elements and things like that. Yeah. And so brand building is how do you get people to know about your show and you want to make sure that you have the right show, right? Mm-hmm. The right brand that's yeah. going to represent you. And then lead gen in that kind of analogy is, okay, now how do you get people to watch your show? Yeah, that's true. And I think uh, we'd be missing the opportunity to say that um, lead gen clients or people who come into us, our uh, marketing programs and want to do lead gen are going to not be as successful if they don't do any brand building activities. So we always say like, oh, great, you want to do lead gen, but here are the things that we have to do to like tell your story and build a website that helps close the deals for you, you know, and you need that consistent brand presence to establish that relevancy and trust. Yeah. Otherwise your lead gen stuff looks spammy. I mean, I think we've all seen like clickbait kind of landing pages and you're like, what is this company? Well, you don't want to be that, <laughs> and you know, so that's still important. They go hand in hand. Um, but when clients want lead gen, I think now we're talking about clients who have a sales process, they have a sales team, and they really see the opportunity for scale if they can fix their inbound lead problem, right? Yeah. They're kind of realizing that they've maxed out what they can do with regular sales methods or they know that it will be very expensive to continue to hire sales to find leads, right? So be cheaper and a better longer term investment to sort out the inbound leads, right? And so when you add that layer, those campaigns are highly strategic and built on more of a financial model of where we're trying to help the company decide like what are the right amount of marketing qualified leads how many of those will turn into sales qualified leads that the salesperson's actively working a deal with and how many of those are going to close? And then yeah. that'll tell us how much traffic we need to get into the campaign, go through those funnel stages. It's a completely different kind of engagement. Yeah. And so when we have clients that are doing brand building and they're like, what the leads? I'm like, what leads? We got to talk about it completely differently, yeah. <laughs> you know? And do we have a to add whole a layer. lot of different work. Mm-hmm. So true. what I love about the idea that, as a side note, that we're syndicated as a podcast now mm-hmm. is you went through that whole great example about how Legion works and you're doing all these things with your hands that <laughs> our audience Can't who's see. only on podcasts doesn't get. So 
just uh, do you want to redo that and I can do closed captions for your hand motion? Okay. <laughs> Downward funnel hands. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, but uh, inverted the, triangle is <laughs> the diagram. Two dimensional the, pyramid. Yeah. Um, the, the poor man's uh, graphic design solution to illustrating a funnel upside down triangle. Upside down triangle. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it is a really great concept, which does apply to lead gen, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about, again, the show analogy, brand building is all about the quality of your show and then raising the awareness for people mm -hmm. to, to, to get there yeah. and watch it. All of the pieces that then lead them to make it through the whole show, to, to click on the show, it's a a sequence of processes. And so a lot of people think the internet's like Netflix. So, hey, we're on the internet, now everybody's gonna find us. Yeah. And the internet's somehow gonna be like, hey, Jessica, you should buy from this company. And yeah. hey, other people just like you, Jessica, I've been buying from this company. Yeah. And it can be, but the reality is, is that the presence of just building up your brand, having a great show, is more like putting it on cable. Yeah. Now, I love cable because very few people in my circle have cable anymore. But whenever <laughs> we go to like a hotel, I love watching cable because now it's like a million channels. And yeah. I just flip through and I'm like, I had no idea this is a show. I had no yeah. idea what this is. I can't watch this murder show with my kids in the room. Oh, yeah. here's a movie that I know. Um, that's kind of like what internet marketing, digital marketing is like if you're not focused on the goal. So are we representing the company well so people know about it? Yeah. Or are we creating pathways for people to become clients? Because mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. Marketing is a much more effective in terms of reach, in terms of cost, and in terms of nuance uh, interaction uh, method for doing pre-sales work than hiring an outbound salesperson. Mm -hmm. But if yeah. you want people to go into your sales pipeline, then we really do need to think about, okay, what are the right levels of interactions? How many people need to be watching TV? How many people need to have this channel? How many people need to be um, clicking through at this rate? And that's where the process starts for us, but that's not it. Like what else goes into kind of building out that inverted two-dimensional pyramid visual of leading people yeah. to the door? Well, I think I mentioned before, you can't do it without brand building. And what, within our process, we're really trying to figure out from an audience perspective, what is the thing that they're looking for when they're going through different layers of the buyer's journey, right? Like yeah. we know that there's stages. Um, I catch myself going through the stages anytime I'm trying to figure out a solution to a problem and I'm using the internet. I'm like, I'm in the informational stage. I'm actively considering now, you know, yeah. like I know I'm doing it and I can see me doing it and uh, it's universal. This is how it's working. Yeah. So our job as strategic partners is to figure out with our clients in that research stage, what is a client actually looking for and what do we need? And what kind of brand building activities do we need at that stage for them to engage with the brand, get the content they need for it to feel like a, a, the right fit, the right answers. And then we're really looking at consideration stage when they start diving deeper, 
What questions are they asking that we can provide some sort of answer to that's going to result in them opting into a process with the company now as a marketing lead where we can take control of communicating now with that customer on a consistent basis and actually get them through the rest of the journey, shepherd yeah. them, you know, be their, be their Sherpa, get them yeah. to the end result. Yeah. Um, and it's a process. And so, um, you know, when we talk to clients about results from these things, we're always saying six to 12 months, but that's because we know the person who's coming to the website has never heard of you. So we need a few months to build up relevancy and trust with that customer, especially if it's a big purchase. It's going to take them some time to get through the, the journey. Um, but the beauty of doing both and doing it the right way is you build it, you're building your brand with a bunch of audience members who aren't ready to buy and you're getting people who are actively buying, yeah. getting into the funnel that first year. But by the second year, it's so exponentially better and more productive. And then the year after that, and the year after that, because you're building brand all along the way yeah. and you're adding that layer of lead gen to capture uh, actively, proactively capture people out there that are looking for you. Yeah. No, it is really interesting because you, if you think about it in terms of like another analogy of, of planning a party, mm -hmm. if you are single-handedly planning a party, you can only do one set of activities at a time, right? Right. And so you schedule the party, you think about who you want to attend, you figure out how you're going to connect to them, you put together the information that's going to uh, lead them to want to come, you send out that information, you follow up with them to check to see whether or not they're going to come, all of which is aimed at maximizing the number of people that come to your party. And then you shift into the, okay, they're arriving. I have to set up for the party. I have to do all the work. The, the challenge for a lot of businesses is they don't have the bandwidth, the time, or the resources to do all of the activities mm -hmm. to shepherd someone down that buyer's journey. And so they really need a system in place that speaks to every step in the process. Mm -hmm. the nice thing is though, to your point, once that's built and once that starts running, you become more effective, more efficient. So as one person goes to the party on Tuesday, you are already expecting people to come to the party on Wednesday because you did that work for them a month mm -hmm. ahead of time, yeah. right? And tomorrow it's the same thing. And so it, it becomes an engine that runs, a flywheel that spins. Yeah. And so that's why it, it takes time is because one, building this stuff takes time, right? Like mm -hmm. writing all the pieces, knowing how to design it and configure it, upload it, um, configure the different tools to interact the right way, to target the right way. I mean, just the knowledge it takes to set up Facebook ad accounts is tremendous, yeah. right? <laughs> Not to mention to run campaigns and configure budgets and all those things. Like, it's a lot of work, but if you get the system designed right and then allow it to build with the right expectation, don't cut it off mm -hmm. too soon, that's what fuels the growth. Yeah. And then similarly, the brand then becomes more powerful because the guy who came to the party on Tuesdays, like, hey, buddy, that was great. You should check out this party. Mm -hmm. And then they become a client, right? And so they tell their friends and they tell their friends. And 
if I haven't lost you guys on this analogy. So now we have <laughs> the party invitation engine running, uh -huh. bringing constant people to the door. We have the party brand, people telling people that they have to experience, which is bringing more people to the door. In addition to that, you have the opportunity to put a system in place to that original guy who's already been to the party to say, hey, would you like to come back to the party, mm -hmm. right? To resell to a customer that you've already paid to make a customer, it, it amplifies because you have three, four times as much outcome because all of these things are working in concert. Yeah. That's more than just one person constantly hunting for that next lead. That's right. Yeah. And even, so we're, um, we're a HubSpot agency. Um, and I think it's important to talk like a couple of years ago, they switched hard switch from a, a funnel, a description of what they do to a flywheel. And that's mm. because they understand that it's not just about getting people through the purchasing journey, but it's what happens to that client afterwards and that amazing customer experience you create, the amount of branding you do to your existing customers to create advocates, people who are yeah. really big fans of the company. And it just, that's the least expensive way to grow a business if you can do that too. And you really need the same system um, of constant communication and brand building happening on the back end of the deal as you do on the front end yeah. to get more out of it. And I think it was wise to switch the model because so much of what we do is driven by word of mouth yeah. and confirmed by the internet, right? Yeah, I think a great local example of this um, is Tips Treats. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So when I said that, what came to mind first? Well, I I like to be, I was one of their very early customers. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. That's <laughs> so a start, humble brag. Yeah. So I think about like being at the UT dorm and they were passing out these little blue um, uh, made at the co-op flyers for their warm cookie delivery. And I was like, it's perfect for studying. <laughs> like, yeah. Of course I want warm cookies. So we ordered them right away. And so I think about like how, holy crap, how far they've come. But yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly, that's exactly the point. Like yeah. they start in dorm rooms, putting out flyers, right? Mm -hmm. The level of marketing that they did aligned to their business, the right budget to build that momentum. You look where they're at today. So for me, not being from UT, sorry, everybody, and I didn't have that experience. But the experience that I had was other people talking about Tiff's Treats. Yeah. And so not even experiencing the digital aspect of it. Yeah. And then Tiff's Treats showing up four or five times throughout the year at, you know, the office, at whatever, mm -hmm. and then being able to experience this warm cookie. And I'm like, okay, I want more of this. Yeah. And then having one of my friends talk about how he's an elite member. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but I want in. <laughs> but if I get to meet Cookie Monster. Yeah. Because that is what I envision being an elite cookie customer in, entails. A cookie connoisseur. Like, yeah. And so I, <laughs> I went and I have never ordered from Tiff Streets before, right? At this point, yeah. I've, I've only been a, a consumer, not a customer. I went to buy something because it was a great solution for what I needed, which was a gift. 
that mm -hmm. they could deliver in this COVID time. Amazing, all the things that they've done to, to really add value. And I immediately signed up for the elite status with my order because it was at a discount because you get the free shipping. And now I'm just like looking for opportunities to spend more money with the streets. <laughs> it was and, like they're on and, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah, program. And I so am smart. literally, I am literally like you, I'm so hyper aware of when I'm being sold to and marketed to. Mm -hmm. And I am a skeptic because I hate fluff. I hate ways like this for me, I was giddy. I'm just like, it literally, if they sent me a shirt that said like Tiff's Treats Elites or whatever, like I would wear it. I would be a brand ambassador just because it's a warm chocolate chip cookie, which is delicious, by the way. But mm -hmm. yeah, all of that started with flyers. Yeah. There's that such spoke a good exactly story. to what you needed. Mm -hmm. And then years later, not that many years later, right? Two years later, I don't know when you graduated from college, but <laughs> years later, I'm throwing money at them just because I'm excited. I want well, the experience. Their their word of mouth is so good um, that when people from this part of Texas move to other cities and then they hear there's a Tiff's Treats coming to their market, yeah, they do all of the marketing work for Tiff's Treats. Yeah. You know, they tell everybody how it works, how amazing it is. They can't wait that it's here. They sign immediately. You know, it's just they such a good story and good example. Yeah. And so that's, I think, a really great discussion mm -hmm. of how it's important, why it's important to understand what your marketing goals are. Mm -hmm. Because it's easy to look at a Tiff's Treats and be like, I want that. Yeah. But it didn't happen overnight. Mm -mm. But it also grew and grows exponentially because that's what these tools, if designed appropriately mm -hmm. and strategically, can do. Yeah. And I think you and I, well, and we've talked about it a little bit before, but you know, we learn as we go to more uh, clients we take on and different projects we take on, we always learn something. And I think one thing that we've learned probably in the last year is clients who go, th who want lead gen. I want to make sure we talk more about how important the brand building part of it is early in the campaign and how much time that takes to yeah. build that out, not just the tools, but um, actually getting the the audience out there warmed up to them. Because yeah. just because I see something once doesn't mean I'm going to do anything about it. But maybe after the seventh, tenth time, that's when I'm going to start getting interested. Yeah. And I don't think, um, even though we temper expectations about how long the campaigns take to start returning on investment, I don't think we talk enough about why brand building is important when we do. Yeah, that I think that's a good point. Yeah, I, w I would say too, um, as an encouragement, if you're listening to this, it's it's not that difficult to start. Yeah, I think people get overwhelmed. They don't know how much they should spend. Our services are designed to step you into that unknown mm -hmm. because we really don't want to waste your time. We work with companies who have that potential, who are at that growth nexus. And 
we work together to get you there, to lay that path out. But we do it in a way that's budget appropriate. And mm -hmm. that's that's the value of our approach is that we really do focus it on how do we do this the most cost efficiently, strategically, so that we're not just sending out blue flyers and flying a plane with a banner yeah. and hosting a, a, a seminar at the local culinary college. Like who knows all the other things they could have done. So mm -hmm. um, I would encourage you, let's have that conversation to see what that could look like. Um, yeah. And since our brand is very similar to Tiff's Treats, I know y'all are excited <laughs> about the next episode of uh, Zig When They Zag. It'll be coming out in a few weeks. Uh, we will be talking about Neil, I'm just going to be silent here. And if you could just edit in my voice saying whatever's next <laughs> on our agenda, that would be great. Also, if you can make me sound like Mr. T, um, I don't know if that's possible, uh, <laughs> trademarks, but that would be great. Um, but I really look forward to our next conversation, which will be in yeah. the same vein as this one. Yeah, this was great. Thanks for everything. Oh, oh. before we go, who would play you in a movie? I will say, and this is not meant to be, like I understand his cachet. I walked into a building in New York once, an apartment complex, at the same time that Brad Pitt, not Brad Pitt, <laughs> I wish, Ben Affleck. Oh, okay. Were similar height, build, and he had the, the like hair and beard, similar uh -huh. levels, to the point where we were just kind of like, like we caught eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that was Ben Affleck. Anyway. That's fun. That's, so that's top story. of mind. How about you? Um, the chick from Child's Play, number three. <laughs> Chucky's bride or whatever. The girl doll? Yeah. But the actress, and I can't think of her name right now. <laughs> no one can think of her name right now. Her, oh, Jennifer, like this uh, Jennifer something. Lil, Jennifer uh, Tilly. Yes! <laughs> that is the most obscure <laughs> reference. On that note. <laughs> Neil, Neil, behind the scenes, Neil, who would play you? He's not even. <laughs> I was just muted. Uh, who would play behind the scenes, Neil? <laughs> I have been. It, it wouldn't matter because, of course, I'm not on screen. The Wizard of Oz. Thanks for listening. Check us out on our website at hotdogmarketing.net slash zigzag. You'll find more information and you can watch the video series there. You can tweet me anytime at Jessica underscore markets. Rate us and find more episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks again.